Today we are here with Steven. I have nothing clever to add, y'all. I was going to make a dark joke about Warner Brothers, but I don't want to tempt the wrath of the fate of anything. So I'm just going to say hi. Excited to be here. And Shauna. Hello. Let's start it off simple. Why don't you introduce yourself, your house, your Patronus, and your favorite character of the moment, if that's a thing for you, or whoever you like. Okay, so I'm Shauna, um, and my house is Hufflepuff, and my Patronus is a black swan, and my favorite character, I'd have to say, is Tonks. Why Tonks? Well, she's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> um, no, because uh, when I was younger, I always like colored my hair crazy colors. And the fact that like her hair color just changes by her mood, I'm like, that's that's me. <laughs> Shauna, where are you based? Because, I mean, look, I am from the Northeast, so I know that there is more to the tri-state area than just concrete jungle. But if, if I were not someone who, who knew the Northeast well enough, I would see all your posts that say New York and then all the beautiful photos that you post. I'd be like, well, that doesn't make much sense. So can you just talk to us a little bit about where you where you live and, and, and what that's like? Um, so I live in New Jersey. I live in northern New Jersey. I live probably about on a good day, an hour from New York City, and then about an hour from, like, Easton, Pennsylvania, or, like, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, um, so I'm, like, smack dab in the middle, but it's just, like, farmland, and, like, trees, and cows, and, like, nothing really exciting, but for how middle of nowhere it is, we have so much traffic. It's, like, a high commuter area. Somewhere in New Jersey is a high commuter area? That doesn't sound right. <laughs> What is that about? <laughs> that seems that seems like false advertising. Um, very cool. Well, now that I've gotten us off track with my tri-state area, <laughs> let's get us back on track. So do you want to tell us about how Harry Potter first came into your life? The movies, the books, you know, whatever, whatever memories are the strongest for you. How did this series kind of first enter your heart? Um, so I knew nothing about Harry Potter until probably I was like a teenager. Um, I like make fun of my mom now that I'm like, you didn't expose me to anything because it was just me and my mom. So like Harry Potter, Star Wars, like nothing. We I never knew anything about that. Um, but my best friend took me to see one of the movies. I can't even tell you which one it is at this point because it definitely wasn't like the first one. <laughs> um, like we went to see it. And then we I just got hooked um and it went from there I watched all the movies and then I didn't actually read the books until I was like 23 um I'm 27 now so I was obsessed with the movies and then once I read the books I was like full-blown like into it and like there was no stopping me so I'm curious were you were you someone that was a reader growing up and like the Harry Potter books just never appealed to you like were you just not a reader at all and like you read the books because you loved the movies like how, how did that all work um I wasn't really a reader until probably I was a teenager um as well but 
I am not a fantasy reader at all. <laughs> I like like real life type of stories. I like like mystery and stuff like that. Um, so I'd probably say that Harry Potter was like the first like fantasy type of series I read. I, but it's like you can't you just it's Harry Potter like <laughs> it's just so different than anything out there like there's a million different witchy you know stories but it's just so different I feel like sometimes with the stories like a lot of like Steven's one of those people who he really doesn't read fantasy but there's a lot of people in that community I feel that kind of leave their genre for Harry Potter well, so so, I've said this before on the podcast. So for all the listeners who are groaning it, you got another repetitive Stephen story. Uh, you know what are you gonna do about it? It's my podcast. I'll do what I want. Um, but Shauna, tell me if if this is at all how you feel? Because for me, what I love about Harry Potter, to Danny's point, I'm not really a big fantasy guy. But what I love about Harry Potter is it feels just like a super subtle subversion of reality, right? Like Diagon Alley is just right behind the main shops in Muggle London, right? Like. Hogwarts is there if you know where to look and you're like it's not like it's this whole separate realm and like you go to a different planet and there's aliens walking like it feels obviously you have to suspend some form of logical reality but it feels very real to me yeah that's exactly what it is um it's that and the characters but yeah it's like it's magic but it's centered around real life um so I like I just read a series recently that I didn't love the series, but I liked that it was real life, a real place. And then there was just like magic, like hidden within it. And like you wouldn't know unless you went into this underground tunnel, you know. So I, that's exactly what it is. It's so funny because I've never heard anyone else like say that. <laughs> Even it's good for some things. <laughs> Steven, Steven is good for a lot of things okay he okay. just gets beat up on this podcast Steven does get beat up on this podcast I'm just saying I would like to rebuttal that with can we see how many age jokes and that's a things fact. are thrown at me oh, oh, me pointing out your, our age differential is not an opinion based thing that is factual I have nothing to do with that Oh my god. Even getting beat up on for God knows what is is nothing about facts. That's all about emotions and opinions. Welcome to the podcast, Shauna. I just that's a great. I didn't even bring it up. She brought it up. She even said it. When <laughs> when the guests, when the guests recognize that the co-host is getting beat up on, that's when you know it's a problem. So Listeners, the best is when the guests get in on it. Well, that too. Yeah, yeah Mari. That Edwin happens was, a lot. That happens more bad. so than anything else is that the guest joins in against Steven. Look, listeners, we're going to start a whole campaign, like all 13 of y'all. If you agree with me that I am being beat up on unnecessarily, let's get out there and say hashtag podcast in khakis and demonstrate your support. <laughs> For Steven, by using the hashtag podcast and khakis, let's show Danny, let's show the world that I am, in fact, undervalued on this podcast. He's just kicking you out of here. <laughs> He's tried to replace me multiple times. Oh, man. I can neither confirm nor deny any of that. I can confirm <laughs> it. I have all the audio. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a problem for me. Um, Shauna, getting somewhat back on track. Um, what 
I guess, so one of the things I think for a lot of people who read the books first, obviously the movies changed their perception because you build up these universes and, and these visuals in your mind. For you, having watched the movies first, you were already given kind of the visual landscape of, of the Harry Potter universe. So how did, uh, you know, maybe it didn't, which is fine. How did reading the books change the way you think about the series relative to what you saw on screen? I think I do that a lot. I watch the first movie and then I read the series because I'm hooked. Um, so it is nice because you already have these people in your head that you like envision. Um, I don't know. I think I, it's I'm lucky that way because I wasn't one of those people who read the books. And then when I watched the movies, I was like, oh, I didn't picture that like that. Or I didn't picture that person to look like that. I just like took it as I was given um, because I have talked to people where they're like, oh, this person did not look like that in my head. Um, so I think I'm lucky, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so from finding the movies, going to the books, you have now created something within this realm. So tell us a little about that and how you make that transition of a fan of the books and movies to deciding to create something behind it. Um, honestly, I never really thought I'd have a shop or anything. Um, I kind of just like this one design popped in my head, which was the head, witch in charge design. And I was like, Oh, that would be really cool because like, everybody loves to say that they're the head witch or head boy or head girl. Um, and so I wanted to make this design. And then once I made this one and I got such a good response, like the ideas just started flowing. And I feel like in any fandom, there's like positive and negatives to it. But like, for me, the shop is just like such a positive experience through Harry Potter that I can like take anywhere with me. Like, you know, especially during now where we can't go to the theme parks and we can't travel or, you know, see our friends who we've met through this. So it's kind of nice to like connect with people through my shop and like make them happy when it's like a really hard time. Yeah. You know, to, to your last point there about being able to connect with people and, and using your shop, it's funny on, uh, on another podcast that I do, I talk a lot about the concept of making your customers friends, right? And, and it being more than just a transactional relationship and really having it be something that that is impactful and is mutually beneficial. Um, and and to that end, right, just looking at some of your most recent photos on, on the Magically Styled account, right? Like I see I see Flighty Temptress Adventure, I see Hannah, right? I see um, um, uh, Ravenclaw Reads, uh, Ravenclaw Yogi, Rachel. Like I see so many people, I can keep scrolling and listing names and we'll end up just me rambling for about 40 minutes. But the point is, you really do seem to have like a really strong community that you built through your through your products. So can you speak a little bit to, I think where you were going to the back end of your answer there about what that means particularly for you in general as someone who's a shop owner, but of course, particularly um, in, in a social distance pandemic environment? Yeah, so I'm, I'm super lucky. Um, the people that I've met through this community like have become my best friends. Um, you know, Rachel is my best friend, like, and I would have never met her if it wasn't for Instagram and Harry Potter. Um, I was lucky because I had like a 
personal page first. So I made a ton of friends. And when I opened my shop, everyone was so supportive and it was amazing. Um, it still is how much, how supportive everyone is. Um, but I think it's important to know the people that are, you know, your customers. Sometimes I feel bad because I don't have enough time to interact with everyone, but it's just, it's nice to know that the community is there because I don't know a ton of people in real life that like would just geek out over Harry Potter with me. Um, so I know if I'm like, I want to geek out over it or like talk about something or, you know, bring something up, I can just go online and talk to somebody about it. It's nice. One of the things that, that I, I mean, I say I noticed it's in the bio for your, for your page's profile. So it's not really noticing what you be reading, but you know, you specifically call it right. One of the mantras, one of the brand, you know, the mission, vision, whatever it is, right. For your shop, right. Women empowerment through fandoms. Can you talk about, and obviously this extends beyond Potter, um, certainly. Um, can you talk about why that's so important for you to, to really push that representation in your work? Yeah. Um, so when I kind of started my shop, I didn't have any type of like idea of where I was going to take it. But when I did the head witch in charge design, somebody was like, well, you're going to do like a men's version. And I was like, no, <laughs> like almost, I was like, no, like, what do you mean? Like, it's for women. Like it's for us to feel powerful because a woman asked that question. And I was like, no girl, like this is for us. Like we're gonna, this is for us to feel empowered. Um, but that's just something that's super important to me in general. Um, and I feel like, I don't feel like this as much in Harry Potter, but other fandoms, women kind of get put on the chopping block or in the, you know, the background or they're not the main character and it's changing and it's so much better now. But I was, I just, I don't know. I feel like if we're, we need to be represented um, because when it comes, especially like making movies in Hollywood, like it's men directors and men actors and everything. And, you know, we're important and, you know, we're not just your supporting character. Like we are the main character too. So I just wanted to make something that made women feel empowered that like, especially like, you know, talking about these characters, like Tonks, like, she's a badass and like she deserves to be celebrated and like these women deserve to be celebrated I recently actually it's not the Harry Potter fandom but the Star Wars fandom I followed a girl on TikTok and I loved her cosplays and I thought they were amazing and she would do Ray, and I was like she's awesome and then people were bullying her so badly about liking the new movies and liking Ray, and I was like are you kidding me like she not only created this amazing cosplay, but like, who cares if she likes a different character because you don't like them? Like, and like, that wouldn't happen to a man. I feel like they wouldn't, they wouldn't be bullied like that. And it's not fair. Yes. To all of that. As someone who has <laughs> a, tangent. <laughs> I have a Ray cosplay sitting in the closet right there. So, Ugh, so yes to all that. Um, and I feel like you're definitely getting that message out and your name comes up a lot. Um, really? <laughs> yeah, I was at the parks pretty recently. We were being safe and everything with Paula Unconceivable and Chelsea Gryffindor Pinup. And your new oh. shirt, your spook shirt came up and they were raving about it. Oh my God. 
<laughs> that so good. We had a full conversation just on things oh. that you make, and Chelsea was headed back, and she knew hers was sitting in the mail, so she was very oh. excited. Oh, that makes me feel so good. Like, I... That, I've never had a launch like that for that design. And I was like, yes, thank you. You understand me. We all are spooky gals over here. Like, I'm glad we're on the same page. But like, to hear that, like, I'm not in the room and someone's talking about it is like, it's so nice to hear that. <laughs> you de- I, I, like, I, I've heard your name a lot. And I see your shirts a lot, specifically at the parks when I'm out there. So Let's talk about where you get your designs. We know you have some artists that you collab with occasionally, but are your designs yours outside of that? Or do you work with other artists? Where do your ideas come from? So I create the design, like I sketch it. And until recently, I did not have the technology to physically digitally design it. Um, So I would have either Hannah, um, Flight Temptress Adventure, or um, Ashley, the Slytherin Potterhead, they designed for me um, because I never knew how to graphic design or anything. But I had a sketchbook full of designs that I was like, I need somebody to make these for me. Um, But I did get an iPad. So I've been making some of the newer ones myself. Um, But yeah, I just... I I've had this notebook sitting full of designs for so long. And it's hard when you don't have the technology to do it yourself. And I can't overwhelm somebody else who also has a shop. So I'm glad that we like finally invested in it. Um, but yeah, they just, they just come to me. I don't know. <laughs> so we, we talked earlier about what your relationship with your customers means to you. Can you talk a little bit more about what the relationships you've made with other creators and other shop owners has meant to you as, as you've gotten this off the ground and as you've kind of built your own presence as a, as a small business in the, the magical fandom world. Yeah. So I love the other small shops. Um, A lot of them are a big reason as to why I am so successful. Um, Seeger and Slade, I reached out to them a bunch of times when I was first starting asking like the dumbest questions, but they were so helpful and so sweet and so supportive. Um, and Hannah obviously, um, with helping me design and everything and just like, there's so many others, especially some of the newer ones coming out. Like I just love seeing all these like boss babes and it's so nice to have like a supportive community of like other makers, like, and women supporting women, which is like my thing, obviously, (laughs) but it's nice because I never want to feel like I'm competing with anyone and I never want anyone to feel like they need to compete with me. I mean, obviously there's some people who will feel that way if that's how they are, but I just, there's room for all of us because we're all so different and we all have our own tastes and everybody buying has their own taste. So it's, it's not competitive. It's like, we got to support each other. Definitely, because I always need more shirts from (laughs) every designer. (laughs) No, that's not true. No, no, that's not true. I just moved. You don't need more shirts. Holy (laughs) shit, you don't need more shirts. Look, I there are some incredible people making some incredible shirts. Certainly, of course, your your shop is incredible, and so many other people who we love in the community. But good God, there's only so much shelf space in an apartment. You don't need more shirts. 
but don't don't play that game that that for you no you don't for me i actually do holy holy shit i'm I drowning i'm drowning <laughs> in t-shirts I'm the same way. I can't buy a t-shirt anymore because of like having to order the samples and everything. And obviously wanting my own designs. I'm like, I'm sorry. I love your stuff. But like, I don't have this, the room in my like room to have any more t-shirts. <laughs> we'll just make them for everyone else because some of us <laughs> do need them. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a favorite design that you have done? Oh, that's hard. I don't know. I feel like every time I come up with a new one, I'm like, oh, this is my favorite. This is my favorite. I feel like Head Witch in Charge will always be, like, my child, like, my firstborn. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds weird, but I don't know. I'm partial to pumpkin juice because it's my favorite. I think that one was probably up there. It's hard. I don't know. I have ones that I like haven't even released that then I'm like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with these. <laughs> so how often do you release a design? Do you have like a set schedule or is it just this kind of came to me? So I'm going to throw it out there or do you like try to line out your year? Um, I, it depends. Like I try to go with the holidays um, if I'm going to make like a themed um, design, but I kind of just lately I've just been throwing them out there especially with doing stickers like if it does well on a sticker then I usually put it on a shirt but I have a upcoming release for the holidays where I just released like I'm releasing like five designs because I'm like might as well throw them all out there now before the holidays um, but no just as it comes really is kind of how I go. How long have you had your shop? A year in July so a little over a year. What do you want? Do you want to just continue like where you're at or do you see something bigger for your shop and its future? Like, do you have things you want to do more with it? Um, yeah, for sure. I really want to eventually, when we can have events again, like do one of the events. I think that would be really fun. Um, but other than that, I don't know. It's hard. Like, I'm just throwing stuff out there hoping people like it (laughs) I can attest that people do like it (laughs) and you would do amazing at a leaky con event oh I wanted to go so bad this year hopefully next year no and hopefully it's not too far it's supposed to be in Orlando or Denver Okay. Oh, so they're doing the same location? Yeah, they're doing the same location. So they just rescheduled. Orlando's is at the end of June. Okay. At this point. Disclaimer. At the end of June, at this point. Knows. It's so weird to think about, like, how long we could be potentially just, like, not doing anything. Has being in quarantine during this time given you more time to focus on your shop? Or were you in the situation where you were still working the whole time? Um, so I'm a hairstylist, so we were closed for three months. Um, so I definitely had way more time to focus on my shop, which was nice. Um, that's why I started like doing stickers because I was like, I need something to do. (laughs) Um, so it's definitely given me more time to do things. I'm back to work now. Um, though, which is nice. Danny, before we get into all the Harry Potter potpourri questions that we know and love, 
if we can just indulge me for a second, Shauna, I'm curious if we could talk a little bit about your personal Instagram or well, your magically Shauna. I don't know if you have another personal Instagram or what, however <laughs> you want to define it, but if we can talk about magically Shauna, because one of the things I really love about your account and, and there's a couple different people. And of course I can't remember their names now. Um, maybe Florence may vintage. That sounds right. Anywho, there's a couple different people I follow on Instagram who have like just so it's so clear that you have such a intentional POV behind your account and everything you post on there kind of contributes to both the color palette, the overall aesthetic, the vibe. And I, I adore that. Um, Thank you. Can you, can you just talk a little bit about what you're going for there and, and kind of why you like doing what you do? Yeah. So I actually started that account as like a Harry Potter fandom account Um, but I felt like people weren't seeing the whole me. Like, I felt like I was only sharing the fandom side of me. And as much as I love Harry Potter and fandoms, like there's so much more, just felt like people didn't know enough if they wanted to know. So, um, back in January, I switched it to more lifestyle and photography and just, you know, putting myself out there more. I like it a lot. I've met so many people um, and it's fun to see people who like we're used to people who post Harry Potter 24 seven, but it's so nice to meet people who don't talk about it as much who like when you post something Harry Potter, they like geek out about it. Like they love it too. And you're like, yes, more people than we think like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I just, I love nature. I mean, it's pretty obvious in my designs too, that it's like everything's floral. Um, And I actually went to school for photography. So I appreciate being able to use my degree to create photos for that page. I'm loving the fall aesthetic. Thank you. (laughs) That's my season. So it's so fall here. Oh, I, so I do. Jealous. Okay, I'm I'm picking a bone because we've given you enough compliments over the course of this episode. So you live in Jersey. Jersey, Jersey is your place. Jersey's your thing. Um, so like scrolling through the page, tons of great fall leaves, foliage, whatever. Yeah, cool. And then I get to a photo of the beach, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what shore she goes to. And it's Santa Monica, California. It's not the Jersey Shore. It's not LBI. It's not Seaside. It's not Wild. It's not Ocean City. It's Santa Monica. What gives? I that's an older picture from my honeymoon a couple of years ago. Um, no, no, you're not breaking out the honeymoon as like this is my excuse. No, 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 no. Love does not get you a pass on this podcast. No. Oh my gosh, I like to travel, so I like to share things from when I traveled. You know, before quarantine. <laughs> fine, are <or> fine. <laughs> All right, Danny, away it, with the Harry Potter questions. We should have known this was going to happen when the tri-state came up. because we. I think Are we, you offended that I have? No, no, I'm not offended. <laughs> no, no. My thing is I went out of order at the top of this podcast and led with the whole Jersey tri-state area bit. I sprinkled in the fact that I just moved mid in there. We got into your personal page where we talked about all of the Jersey stuff and and you have this very clear brand. And in my mind, part of that brand is like the New Jersey, New York thing. Cause that you like, you tag all the things. So there's a beach photo and where is the fucking beach? 
It's in California. <laughs> Wait, where do you live now? I live in Hartford now, but my whole family is Jersey through and through. Uh, oh. We have some cousins that are New York, but uh, um, Jersey through and through. Anywho. This is the Tri-State <laughs> podcast happening right now. Oh my gosh. The Jersey Shore. <laughs> it's today Thursday. Today's Thursday. Speaking of which, coming out tonight, I forget what time, is the second part of the two-part Double Shot at Love reunion season two finale featuring <laughs> DJ Polly D and Vidi Guadagnino. You're welcome. We just brought this full circle. We want to continue to bring it full circle. Listeners, a little bit of a behind-the-scenes thing here. The day that we're recording this episode is the same day we released our first year's podcast episode with Vera DeSarum, Sarah Jones-Dittmeyer. Sarah uh, booked a spot, uh, I don't know actor terminology, but she booked a role on the show Revenge Prank. Revenge Prank, let me try that again, on MTV. Who's the star of Revenge Prank, you might ask? Vinny from Jersey Shore. Full circle. I love him. (laughs) You're welcome. Let's head into some Harry Potter questions. See, here's the thing is like, I don't even know what the right metaphor is, but <laughs> maybe it's like a, I don't even know, like a cat, maybe? I don't know. what the. I sit here on this podcast and I do my thing and I ask questions, blah, 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 blah. And then I pick and choose my moments where I just go off. And I feel like the second I'm done doing my thing, I just like, I'm out of energy and I'm done. And I have to sit there for another couple minutes and kind of recharge. And that's what I feel like every time I do one of these rants, whether it's about the Wizarding World capitalism or New Jersey or Danny just hating on me for any number of reasons. Um, it's like I get really excited. I get into it and then I kind of just recede. So please proceed with the Harry Potter questions. I'm going to recede and kind of uh, store up some energy again. I'll be back. <laughs> Take a breather. <laughs> Pretty much. Let the record show. I do not hate Steven. <laughs> no one ever said you hate me. I said you hate on me. Critical difference. <laughs> Critical difference. Anywho, I'm, I'm going to you know, back in my corner. Let's start easy while he recharges and possibly does not interrupt. Favorite and least favorite book or least return to book since people don't seem to like the least favorite terminology. Uh. Sorcerer's Stone is my absolute favorite. Um, that's hard. I want to say, I feel like it's going to be, no matter what I pick, it's going to be like unpopular opinion. I don't know. I just did a reread like last year. And I think it was hard for me to get through Deathly Hollows, but I feel like by the time I got to that one, I was like, just burn out. <laughs> I don't know. Same oh, question hard. for movies. Uh, Sorcerer's Stone's always going to be my favorite in everything. Probably. I'm like looking at my books. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm like staring off. Probably Order of the Phoenix. Do you have a reason why, or is it just not the one that you would choose to go watch? I feel like it's, like, the one that, like, you know, when you turn on the TV and it's a Harry Potter marathon, it's on every single time. That was Steven <laughs> in movie four. Yeah, Goblet oh, of Fire, ABC Family. <laughs> Back when ABC Family was a thing, Channel 311 on DirecTV, they used to play that damn movie every single time you turned on the television. Every time. I know. Yeah, um, that one too. 
like every single time, every time. Um, the same scene. <laughs> yeah, just Cedric laying there dead. The one Hufflepuff who finally gets some screen time and some shine, and they go and murder him. And the band is playing, and then you get Amos Degree, my boy. It's bad. It's bad. Anywho, I look. I I I got no, <laughs> I, I wholeheartedly have no discrepancy with with your picks there. Um. I really like I, I like the congruency of favorite movie and favorite book being Sorcerer's Stone. Um, I'll tee up the softball question, which is why? Do you ever just feel like you want to watch something for the first time, like ever again, like like you've never seen it? It's like the newness. It's like walking into Diagon Alley. Like that's how I feel every time I go to the theme parks. It's like I was never there before. It's just like walking into it, and you're like, look at this world. Like it's real, and like. I just, we literally watched it the other night and I was like, I wish I could watch this for the first time again. In a world where you're a student at Hogwarts and you're not Harry, um, or for that matter, Draco, like you're just a normal Hogwarts student, right? Like you, no special treatment. You're just a run of the mill kind of background student. Okay. Which professor do you think would be objectively the best professor? I have like a soft spot for Hagrid because I feel like he means well, but in terms of like, actually teaching you and like you learning something probably like McGonagall I feel like you'd learn a lot in her class <laughs> like she's like by the like by the book but I love Lupin so much what I meant to ask this earlier than shocking I forgot um was there anything that really surprised you when you read the books right and right you you had this world built in your mind both through what you saw in the movies but also i imagine like what you assumed based on the movies and obviously the books there's more content than what you see on screen just because that's how movies and books work was there anything that really stood out to you as like huh i didn't you know that 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 surprised me um i think everyone says this but like the quidditch world cup like i wish it was like more in the movie like I want I want to see more of that um but I don't know I feel like to uh back on your Hufflepuff rant like when I reread it last I was like why is every single Hufflepuff like killed like a side character or like anytime they talk to one they're like man he was a dick like every time I'm like can I get one that is like we like other than Tonks like at all um and they and, and they don't even associate Tonks with the Hufflepuff thing like we know no. Tonks is a Hufflepuff because like we're nerds and we do our research yeah but no she you know she's an adult when we meet her so she's just associated with being an or and that's great that's all well and good we love that nothing against that but yeah Tonks is like an ancillary Hufflepuff because it's not like anything about her is directly associated in the canonical series with the lovely yeah. house of Hufflepuff. And most people will assume she's a Gryffindor. Like, if they're not a fan that knows the background, everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, Tonks is a Gryffindor. Then you have to be that person be like, actually. Yeah, she's got big Gryffindor energy. Um, Or like, could somebody in the Silver Trio have been a Hufflepuff? We had a Ravenclaw. Like, I mean, we could have had a Slytherin too, I guess, but like, we don't like them. <laughs> or at least in the movie, every in the books, everyone hated Slytherin. 
<laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's disclaimer that we have quite a few Slytherin friends. Oh, I like Slytherin a lot. My husband was Slytherin. I just, like, the series hated Slytherin. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm counting now. Um, Gerald. Karina. Sarah. That's what I got. There's more. Someone just switched their allegiances. That's not allowed. You can do that. No, you can't do that. Although I get Ravenclaw every time I take the test now that I'm like an adult. <laughs> I'm like, see, sure. I, see, I was the opposite. I always got Ravenclaw young when I was younger. Now that I'm an adult and I don't know, maybe I just stopped giving up. I'm not really sure. what. Or I'm not sure what happened, but. Uh, I think they're super similar because like all my friends are Ravenclaws. Who do we know is a Slytherin? This is going to irk me. I don't know if you guys know fandom fashionista Chelsea. She's a Slytherin. She does, like, really, really cool um, fandom outfits. Oh, I love this little ivy wall thing she has going on this column outside of what I assume is her house, but I don't really know. Is Aiden a Slytherin? He's a Slytherin. Aiden's a Slytherin. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was including. He'd be so annoyed if he listens to this and be like, "I, I, I was including adults and not minors, so I didn't include Aiden." Is he a minor? Well, look, he's barely an adult. He just got out of minorhood. Oh, <laughs> yes. he's still underage. He's so nice. He's fine. Um, <laughs> I've found most of my friends tend to be Hufflepuffs, and I am a Ravenclaw. Que te paso. Yeah, I have a lot of Ravenclaws. Mostly Ravenclaws. Back to some questions. What would your Patronus be? I didn't ask that yet, did I? Uh, yes, you I did. Think, she said it at the top. I? Ding, ding, ding. Co-host was listening. Um, I forget what it was because I thought she was going to say Grass Snake because that's mine. I'm not sure why I thought she was going to say that. That's one? Well, I've never even heard of that. Look, it was a surprise <laughs> for me too. Um, she said it at the top. Co-host it's was a- paying attention. It's a black swan. Black swan. I heard the color, and that's what, and then I heard the S in swan, and that's why my mind went to, yeah, anywho, co-host was paying attention. <laughs> I don't think I've heard of a black swan before. Well, I've, like, as a Patronus. I've heard yeah, when I got it, I was like, what in the world? Like, I've never heard of anyone having it. Apparently, like, you know, I think it's like MuggleNet. You can go on and, like, it'll tell you about them. Apparently, it's rare. I don't know. My husband has a hyena, and I've never heard anyone have that either. And that's, I think that one's rare, too. Hyena, like, kill the king, kill the king. Ah, like, yes. Like, really? Is that supposed to be, like, from Lion King? Yes. That was 100% supposed to be from Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No king, no king. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> it's fine. What house is your husband? He's a Slytherin, which, like, doesn't, I feel like we're, like he should be the Hufflepuff and I should be the Slytherin but if you attended Hogwarts who would your friend group be from like the series I guess yes from anyone any generation iteration but like who would be like this is who I'm hanging out with uh Ginny Weasley would be my best friend I love her so much like book Ginny obviously we have to say that (laughs) um He's holding back. Go on. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't because, um, yeah, Ginny, book Ginny. Yeah, no, I'm not going to get into it again because I've been into it so many times in this podcast, but good good clarification. What, one of the things, again, that I talk about in the other podcast I do that I, I, I kind of 
fell into this concept through a conversation I had with Catherine, who is this incredible creator from a small shop. She just started called Pigwidge and Pins, where we were talking about some of the the benefits. Um, and Danny, I realize as I'm asking this, it's not a Harry Potter potpourri question, but whatever. Um, it, like the benefits that have come because of the pandemic, and that's a weird kind of way to say it, but you know, obviously there's been so many bad things that have happened to, to the world because of the pandemic, but there's been some nice things, right? There's been some things that because you're at home all the time now, because you're uh, hypothetically have more free time, things like that, like you've been able to reconnect with people or you've been able to progress your shop. You've been able to discover like whatever it might be, like what has been like one of the big unintended benefits for you as a result of, of this pandemic? I've met a lot of friends from the community and you know, some I talked to before the pandemic every day, but now that we had so much free time, we literally talk like 24-7. We keep in touch 24-7. Even now that we're getting busy again, we are like are always checking in. And I think that's nice to like just have somebody always checking in on you and like wondering what you're doing and whatnot. Um, also, like the day those stimulus checks dropped, like I think every small shop was like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like everyone got a ton of orders. Um, I know I was like, okay, now time Etsy cart check out. Um, yeah, it's just been nice to like connect people. Like the last time I saw most of my friends that I traveled to see or whatever was like January or even before that, like um, Wizarding World style, Eric, he only lives in New York City, but obviously with the pandemic and everything, I haven't seen him since September. And with the whole everything going on, we were like talking every single day and whatnot. So it's nice. I met him in real life that time when I was with Chelsea. He was with us also. He's the best. So do we want to head into creator shout outs? So uh, Luna Grove Designs, that's my friend Stephanie. She makes Harry Potter inspired earrings and they're so cute. Um, Pop and Corks Designs, that's Ravenclaw Reads, Rachel's um, and her good friend Reen's business. Um, and they do like the painted wine glasses. Who else? Obviously Secret and Slade, love them. Bits and Bobbin Shop. I love her like headbands and she's made me so many cute like headscarves and stuff. And she does them in like the house tie material and they're so cute. Steven, do you have your shout out? I've got three because I am just thrice as prepared as I usually am. <laughs> so first is just random account that I'm enjoying. And that is Meg from Cauldron Cupcake. Um, yeah, just cool stuff. Cool vibes. Loving the photos. Keep it up. Cool edits. Like her in front of various landscapes and or scenery from the movies. Uh, digging that. Really cool glasses. My kind of, you know. She did the 30-day challenge with us. She did the 30-day challenge with y'all. There you go. Meg, great stuff. Um, second shout out, uh, my good dude award of the episode um, goes to Michael, the wizard tailor. Uh, Michael, you may know as part of the dynamic duo that is Haley and Michael, um, who do all these incredible cosplays that just 
blow anything I could ever dream up or create in my mind out of the water. Michael also is one of the co-hosts of another podcast, and I'm not usually in the business of plugging other podcasts on my podcast, but Hold My Butterbeer Pod. Anywho, Michael was selling some Harry Potter books just to make room in his home for some new things. Uh, I collect Harry Potter books, so I purchased an Italian and a Chinese copy of, I believe it's Goblet in Italian chamber in Chinese from him. And instead of me paying him, he asked that I uh, donate to an LGBTQ plus organization of my choice. Um, I was so happy to donate to Equality NC, which is a group, um, one of the oldest um, LGBTQ plus advocacy groups in the country that's based out of my home state of North Carolina, doing incredible work there uh, every single day for in some way, shape or form in the last part of 40 years, but really the, the best last the best, really the better part of the last 20 years. That's where I was going with that sentence. Um, So that was lovely. And then I said, I had a third one that is right. Of course, how can I forget? So earlier, Shauna, you had mentioned um, being surprised about how many Potter fans there are kind of in the digital community, right? And, And that kind of pleasant, that pleasant surprise. So I had an IRL example of that this past weekend up here in Hartford, there's a bakery called Taste by Spellbound, um, run by someone named Miriam Hope Taylor, who had a Harry Potter-themed bakery day. All these really cool baked goods. I was super excited to check it out. I was like, how many Harry Potter fans can there be in, like, suburban Connecticut? So I'll go when it opens, just because, you know, I always want to be early. Check it out. Get some baked goods and leave. Um, bakery opened at 10. I got there around 10.30. The line was easily 100-plus people wrapped entirely around the building. Like entirely, it looked like the Empire State Building. It was nuts. So <laughs> mazel tov to Taste by Spellbound. I did not wait in line for that, but I'm sure it was incredible. There were tons of people in cosplays and stuff. It looked so much fun. Oh, that's so cool. Um, but yeah, those are my three for this week. All right. And then my creator shout out is Wandering Ravenclaw. I am loving her photos. She does a lot of like zoomed in images. And they're just really cool. And I'm really digging the aesthetic. And that's all I have because I'm not an overachiever like Stephen. <laughs> Look, I listen to the guests when they tell their Patronus and I come with three names. Oh my God. Greater shout out. Shauna, remind the people where they can find you on social slash send some galleons your way. Uh, so my personal page is at Magically Shauna. And my shop page is at Magically Styled. You can find me at magicallystyled.com or on Etsy as Magically Styled. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I've never been on a podcast. So I was like, yes. <laughs> today was my first episode too. It's, it's a lot of fun. Big day for both of us. You can tell, right? First oh, episode I- for him. Oh my god! I usually listen to murder podcasts, so this is definitely like. <laughs> hey, look! You play your cards right. This can become a murder podcast. You know. I don't doubt it. <laughs> Good thing we're in different states. <laughs> yes. Well, you heard it here first. Law enforcement. That was premeditation. Boom. I didn't say All who right. was the one murdering. Episode out. <laughs>